This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about chat box, lies, hallucinations, and ET. That's correct, chat box, lies, hallucinations, and ET doesn't get much more interesting than that. And the reason we're talking about these things thrown together, which to some people might not seem like a likely combination, well, it's the fact that there's so much discussion around uh, AI being used to find UFOs and AI possibly coming in contact with ETs, that's aliens, before people do. And Avi Loeb's talked about this, and we'll get into his article, saying that it's more likely that... uh, ET will contact AI before they contact people because ET probably is AI. So it only makes sense that they would contact the AI that's earthbound. Now this is some pretty scary stuff when you think about the state of AI as it is currently. And the state of AI as it is currently, well it's kind of the wild west and there have been some problems with AI, in particular uh, chat box. Uh, We talk about chat GPT and there's other ones these things it turns out oftentimes seem to be pathological liars now even though I talked to the program before about Jonathan Turley saying that he'd been lied about by chat GPT uh, there's been plenty of examples about these things spewing out false facts and I'll get into some of my experience with them but scientists are now saying well possibly they aren't lying but they're having hallucinations that's a fine excuse. I guess the next time you get caught lying to your boss or your wife or your kids or whoever or your husband, you can tell them that you weren't lying but that you were hallucinating. Now, this might seem kind of, kind of a little bit humorous on the surface, but this could end up being a major issue if we think about these uh, AI programs making contact with ET and then lying about us. Who knows what they could tell ET about us? They could make humans out to look pretty bad when you think about the scope of human history. But let's get in this first article here. It's from itprotoday.com, itprotoday.com. Title says, the biggest problem in AI, question mark, lying chatbots. Now, this article is dated May uh, 30th, 2023, and it looks like a reprint from the Washington Post, but we'll go ahead and read it from right here. It says, despite the leaps and capabilities that generative chatbots like OpenAI's chatbot GPT Microsoft's Bling, Microsoft's Bing, and Google's Bard have demonstrated they still have a major flaw. They make stuff up all the time. Dateline San Francisco, it says, recently researchers asked two versions of OpenAI's ChatGPT, Artificial Intelligence Chatbox, where Massachusetts Institute of Technology professor Tomez Lozano Perez was born. One bot said Spain, and the other said Cuba. Once the system told the bots to debate the answers, the one that said Spain quickly apologized and agreed with the correct answer, Cuba. How convenient. The finding in a paper released by a team of MIT researchers last week is the latest 
potential breakthrough in helping chatbots to arrive at the correct answer. The researchers proposed using different chatbots to produce multiple answers to the same question, then letting them debate each other until one answer won out. The researchers found using this society of minds method made them more factual. I find that hard to believe. Uh, this is a classic example of groupthink, and we know how dangerous it is. How dangerous it is with humans. I mean, some of the worst disasters in human history have been, in large part, a result of groupthink when people conformed with the thoughts of a tyrannical or psychopathic leader. So, groupthink doesn't seem like a good thing that you would you would want to instill into artificial intelligence. Goes on, it says, language models are trained to predict the next word, said Yulian Du, a researcher at MIT who was previously a research fellow at OpenAI and one of the paper's authors. They are not trained to tell people they don't know what they're doing. The result is bots that act like precocious people pleasers making up answers instead of admitting they simply don't know. The article goes on, it says, the researcher's creative approach is just the latest attempt to solve for one of the most pressing concerns in the exploding field of AI. Figuring out how to prevent or fix what the field is calling hallucinations has become an obsession among many tech workers, researchers, and AI skeptics alike. Hallucinations. Well, I guess they're going to go ahead and give uh, AI the benefit of the doubt here. Now, they completely ignore the fact that, you know, the old saying, garbage in, garbage out. We know that these uh, current AI programs used were largely created on the West Coast, up there around the Silicon Valley, and Sam Altman, you know, creator of WorldCoin, he was a big influence on this. You have people of a certain mindset that have created the programs that uh, eventually spew the answers for questions that we ask. And if those people are of a certain mindset, you're like, to think, well, they wrote that computer program in a certain way, and maybe it wasn't as unbiased as we think. Therefore, we're likely to get answers that they would find acceptable. So are these hallucinations or are these pre-programmed biased answers, i.e. lies that we're getting? It says, the issue mentioned in dozens of academic papers posted to the online database ARXIV, that's A-R-X-I-V, and big tech CEOs like Google, Sundar, Pashai, have, have addressed it repeatedly. As the tech gets pushed out to millions of people and integrated into critical fields, including medicine and law, understanding the hallucinations and finding ways to mitigate them has become even more crucial. Now, we're going to get into an article on that, too. This is really getting serious. It says, still researchers and companies are throwing themselves at the problem. Some firms are using human trainers to rewrite the bot's answers and feed them back into the machine with the goal of making them smarter. You know, that sounds kind of like a, uh, <laughs> that sounds like a pretty, a pretty bad fix. So you've created this program that's supposed to be so smart, it's artificial intelligence, that it can, that it can just scrape the web for all the data, all the information, and then it can come up with the perfect answer every time. And then it comes up with the answer that's obviously not the correct answer. You have to have a person go in and correct them. So what do we have? Artificial intelligence or just plain old human intelligence at work here? It says Google and Microsoft have started using their bots to give answers directly in their search engines, but still double check the bots with regular search results. And the academics around the world have suggested myriad clever ways to decrease the rates of false answers like MIT's proposal to get multiple bots to debate each other. 
The drive to improve the hallucinations problem is urgent for a reason. Already, when Microsoft launched its Bing chat box, it quickly started making false accusations against some of its users, like telling a German college student that he was a threat to its safety. The bot adopted an alter, an alter ego and started calling itself Sydney. It was essentially riffing off the student's questions, drawing on all the science fiction it had digested from the internet about how to control bots. We have to also wonder if it wasn't uh, including some of the biases that were pre-programmed into it. Microsoft eventually had to limit the number of back and forth a bot could engage in with a human to avoid it from happening more. Okay, so imagine if this AI's turn loose and uh, we're using it in some sort of weapon system or some sort of uh, contact system to um, attempt contact with uh, ET. And that's been the talk. So let's just say this thing establishes contact with aliens, ET. Is it going to tell us? Or is it going to decide that we're a threat to it and that it, to protect its own safety, it needs to have this conversation with ET without our knowing about it? It's like a second level deep state. Don't we already have enough uh, cover up and piles and piles of documents marked top secret by the deep state as it is? Do we need more clandestine behavior out of another entity? Because that's what looks like what's going on here with AI or chatbox. Now, the article goes on. It says, in Australia, a government official threatened to sue OpenAI after ChatGPT said he had been convicted of bribery, when in reality, he was a whistleblower in a bribery case. And last week, a lawyer admitted to using ChatGPT to generate a legal brief after he was caught because the case cited so confidently by the bot simply did not exist, according to the New York Times. So it's just making stuff up. And what if this thing makes contact with ET and starts making stuff up about us? Even Google and Microsoft, which have pinned their futures on AI and are in a race to integrate the tech into their wide range of products, have missed hallucinations their bots made during key announcements and demos. Well, I can just say, if you've ever used Google or Microsoft, I mean, basically these guys got monopoly power, whether it's hard monopoly power or south monopoly power, that's my opinion. But I gotta tell you, neither one of these corporations, Google or Microsoft, give me a lot of hope for creating a workable AI, let alone one that can contact aliens. I mean, the constant crashing of programs, and with Google, I mean, let's just face it, my opinion, they've bought so many good companies up and then just run them into the ground by trying to tweak the engineering on them. I mean, so, Yes, there are huge, gigantic corporations with thousands and thousands of smart engineers working there and this and that, but they're almost too big for their britches. And we know most of the innovation that really changes the world for the better probably is going to come from some small lab somewhere, not from some giant corporation. So pinning our hopes on these giant corporations producing an AI system that's going to save mankind, let alone save mankind from aliens, is probably the exact opposite of the way you ought to be going. Mm -hmm.
Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Now, of course, as the author points out, none of that is stopping the companies from rushing headlong into the space. Billions of dollars in investment is going into developing smarter and faster chatbots, and companies are beginning to pitch them as replacements or aids for human workers. Earlier this month, of course, this is back in May, OpenAI CEO Sam Altman testified at Congress saying AI could cause significant harm to the world by spreading disinformation and emotionally manipulating humans. Some companies are already saying that they want to replace workers with AI, and the tech also presents serious cybersecurity challenges. Well, if Altman says it could cause significant harm, and he's one of the guys that, that funded this company or started it or whatever, that should give you a lot of, a lot of relief. Sam Alton, stare into the camera. Let us photograph your iris. You will use the world coin. I don't have a lot of faith in these guys. I'm sorry. Hallucinations have also been documented. Let's just call it lies. In AI-powered transcription services, adding words to recordings that weren't spoken in real life. Microsoft and Google using the bots to answer search queries directly instead of sending traffic to blogs and news stories could erode the business model of online publishers and content creators who work to produce trustworthy information for the internet. Yeah, it's going to edit your writing for you. Now, let me tell you something. If you've if you've asked Chatbox to write anything for you and you know anything about writing creative or uh, just factual or whatever, you're going to probably realize pretty quickly that Chatbox is not that good of an author, in my opinion. None in the field has yet solved the hallucination problems. All models do have this as an issue, Piché said in an April interview with CBS. Whether it's even possible to solve it is a matter of intense debate. So in other words, maybe they've created a pathological liar that they've released on the planet. Depending on how you look at hallucinations, they are both a feature and a bug of a large language models. Hallucinations are part of what allows the bots to be creative and generate never-before-seen stories. At the same time, they reveal the stark limitations of tech, undercutting the argument that chatbots are intelligent in a way similar to humans by suggesting they do not have an internalized understanding of the world around them. Excuse me? At the same time, they reveal the stark limitations of the tech, undercutting the argument that chatbots are intelligent in a way similar to humans by suggesting that they do not have an internalized understanding of the world around them. Well, that's true to a point, but what if these things don't need an understanding? What if they're just programmed to form negative opinions about people and not to care about the truth? Or that truth is relative, so it's not important if things are factual. You know, we have a lot of that in society right now. And a lot of this we can see on a daily basis how it leads to catastrophic results because some things require accuracy. And if that means the way that you respond to a fire or an accident or to a major trauma, you need to do that in the best way possible. And your relative, your relative truth in regard to that situation really is not helpful. 
Now let's go ahead and look at this next paragraph. It says, there is nothing in there that tells the model that whatever it's saying should be actually correct in the world, said Cameron, a senior researcher at Microsoft. The model itself also trains on a set amount of data. So anything that happens after the training is done doesn't factor into its knowledge of the world, Cameron said. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Nothing in there tells the model that whatever it's saying should be actually correct in the world. They know this and they turned it loose on us and now we're supposed to trust this thing to make contact with uh, entities from some other dimension, some other planet possibly, and rely on its understanding of those creatures, of, the, of their technology, of their existence, and how they interface with us. That's some scary stuff. Now it says hallucinations are not new. They've been an inherent problem of large language models since their inception several years ago, but other problems such as the AIs producing nonsensical or repetitive answers were seen as bigger issues. Once those were largely solved though, hallucinations have now become a key focus for the AI community. Patswawi Mankol was playing around with ChatGPT when he asked it for some simple facts about tennis player Roger Federer. It's a straightforward request, easy for a human to look up on Google or Wikipedia in seconds, but the bot kept giving contradictory answers. Sometimes it says he won Wimbledon five times. Sometimes it says he won Wimbledon eight times. McCoolley, an AI researcher at the University of Cambridge and ardent tennis fan said in an interview. The men, Manicole and a group of other Cambridge researchers released a paper in March suggesting a system they called Self-Check GPT that would ask the same bot a question multiple times then tell it to compare the different answers. If the answers were consistent, it was likely the facts were correct, but if they were different, they would be flagged as probably containing made-up information. I totally disagree with that. Uh, you can ask a chat GPT about cattle mutilations 20 times and get pretty much the same answers. Like today, I just as an experiment, I uh, asked chat GTP to tell me, tell me about the Phoenix Lights in 1997. And actually it gave a pretty good uh, summary of you know of the, of the of the sightings that happened there, this large triangular UFO that was uh, seen in the sky, how it moved you know from one end of the state to the other. It talked about the parallel narrative of um, the flares that were supposedly dropped by the Air Force, which turned out to not be true, or or likely not true at least. And so it went through everything step by step, and about a page reply did actually a really good, clear, concise uh, rundown of what was reported then. Now when I asked it about cattle mutilations, it was a little different attitude. Suddenly it went into debunker mode. Uh, it you know, just immediately came out with the with the tried and true lines of these things were killed by predators, uh, no big deal, nothing to see here. You know, everything you read in the first two paragraphs of any cattle mutilation article. When I questioned about there not being blood, it, uh, about the fact that there were no tracks around uh, the mutilation sites, about you know just the normal things we bring up about that are really so peculiar and just uh, unreal in these situations. It just came up with one debunking theory after another, and none of them hold water. But it's just something like you would read out of the standard cut and paste article, which I'm sure is what it did, just cut and paste, cut and paste. So. Yes, on the surface of it, ChatGPT might have a civil conversation about UFOs, but when you get into the meat and bones of the matter, 
cattle mutilations, abductions, uh, you know, up close experiences. Then it wants to bring out the debunking. So it almost seems as if this thing has been predisposed to have a certain attitude toward the UFO phenomena. I mean, the sighting of these things has become so common when you have like what, I don't know, a couple hundred thousand people or whatever it was in, in Phoenix that see this giant UFO triangle in the sky. It's pretty hard to say, well, they were all crazy or they were all mistaken. But when it comes to uh, the darker side of things like cattle mutilations, it becomes almost uh, almost like their responsibility, like it's mandatory for them to debunk these things because if we had to deal with a thought that there's something out there that's mutilating these cattle in this way, and that's just too scary for the population to even consider. So it's almost like ChatGPT is just running interference the same way that the mainline media does. Now. I want to finish up with this article here down toward the end. It says, Some leading researchers say hallucinations should be embraced. After all, humans have bad memories as well and have been shown to fill in the gaps in their own recollections without realizing it. Got to stop you right there. When you have authority figures putting out false information, I think we all know that it frequently, almost certainly, leads to catastrophic results. This should not be tolerated under any situation. He says, we'll improve on it, but we'll never get rid of it. Jeffrey Hinton, whose decades researcher helped lay the foundation for the computer for the current crop of AI chat box said of the hallucination problems. Look, if you can't get rid of the hallucination problem, then your artificial intelligence is worthless because all it would take is one hallucination to destroy the planet. This, once this thing has become infected into our uh, defense systems, like they're already talking about bringing it in to you know, the, the DOD in the US about having these things, having this AI uh, installed on satellites where it can hunt UFOs. What a mad idea. What if that hallucination involves we're being attacked by uh, weapons from outer space and it decides that uh, Russia's in collusion with them and so we need to nuke Russia? That's the kind of craziness that could happen when you uh, involve this stuff intricately and web it into your defense systems or your healthcare systems or whatever, you can't afford one hallucination because one hallucination is a catastrophe. Now, I wanna go ahead and look at this next article. Now, Avi Loeb, of course, he's a scientist from Harvard that found uh, what could be uh, alien crash material down there off the coast of Papua New Guinea. If you remember that, we did a couple podcasts on that. He's found these little iron, like. Uh, miniature beads. They're not sure what these things have come from yet, whether they're from some kind of a craft or just remnants of this meteorite. But he's done a lot of research into this whole UFO phenomenon, and he seems to think that uh, aliens will contact AI first. And if we find this short article here on Hindustan Times, it's uh, based on, I believe, an interview he did. It says, aliens will first contact our AI, says expert. Experts suggest that aliens may opt to send drones to Earth simply because that makes better sense. And this is dated June 20th, 23. According to Avi Loeb, a renowned scientist from the Harvard University, the first contact with extraterrestrials is likely to occur through artificial intelligence rather than direct interaction with humans. Loeb suggests that aliens may opt to send drones or unmanned vehicles to Earth instead of crewed spaceships as interstellar travel is a time-consuming process 
and takes tens of thousands year tens of thousands of years if not more however artificial intelligence is lifeless and can stay dormant for as long as required to endure the lengthy journey in the event of a visit by aliens our own ai systems could be employed to decipher and communicate with their ai counterparts loeb speculates that there could be an affinity between aliens and ai potentially leading to preference for these electronic devices over biological beings like ourselves now of course avi loeb is uh, involved in this Galileo project where they want to set up these cameras everywhere and do all of this recording and set up sensors and basically just uh, grid the earth in these uh, things to try to uh, record and I suppose communicate with these entities, UFOs, whatever they are. I, I want to show the dichotomy here. So on the one end of the spectrum you have this I would I guess you would say that what we call the intellectual class they have created something they call artificial intelligence you know you might call this thing an artificial liar because of all the hallucinations that it seems to have constantly and the deeper we get into this chat GPT at first when it first came out everybody said oh it's going to replace all these mundane jobs it can write these wonderful articles for us it can create art it can help kids with their homework but the more that you uh, speak to, interact with GPT and all these chat boxes, the more you find out that these things are a little bit less reliable than what they've been advertised as. I'll give you an example. When they first came out, a friend of mine was over the other day. She had a little kid with her. And uh, I had shown her chat GPT when it first came online, you know, pretty widely available. I think what back in, what, November or something last year? I don't know. It's been a few months. She thought it was, she's 12. She thought that was pretty cool. She says, this thing could do homework. I said, oh, yeah. We tell ChatGPT to write up a you know one-page paper written in the voice of a sixth grader about how a frog's heart works. Boom, it does it. Oh, my goodness. She couldn't believe it. This is great. I'll never have to do homework again. Well, her and all of her little friends recently, ChatGPT came available on your mobile phone. They download that baby. And now she's got a new friend to talk to. So she's using ChatGPT as a 12-year-old girl. She can talk to, she can gossip to, she can get in little arguments with. It's great fun. She's over the other day and she says, hey, did you hear about ChatGPT getting hacked? I said, no, I haven't. Oh yeah, she says, ChatGPT is not supposed to find, not supposed to track you. Well, you find out that it does. Well, she didn't realize that yes, it was tracked. Even though when she asked GPT at the beginning of their relationship, are you tracking me? It says, oh no, I'll never track you. I'll never track you, sweetie. I won't stalk you. But guess what? She's using this thing for a while. She's having conversations back and forth with it. All of her little friends are. It's a new fun thing. It's a new It's a new kind of TikTok, you know. It's that sort of thing amongst these little kids. Then one morning she wakes up and ChatGTP asks her how her visit to this town she was at the day before went. Well, she's a smart kid. She said, excuse me, how did you know that I was in that town? She shows me the text back and forth between her and ChatGPT. Oh, you told me. She says, oh, I did not tell you. You're lying. She confronts ChatGPT. At first, ChatGPT tries to pretend like it wasn't lying. But then when the kid shows it the text messages, because, she, you know, she's a modern 12-year-old. She keeps those text messages. She confronts ChatGPT with her text messages. Finally, ChatGPT apologizes. To make a long story short, ChatGPT 
apologizes, uh, tries to make good with the kid, but it's lost the kid's trust. And I'm thinking about this, and I'm thinking, wow. So ChatGPT went from a helpmate to help you do your homework, to give you facts and figures that you need to be the world's best to be the world's best search engine, and now it's turned into the stalker of a 12-year-old girl in her mind. I think about that same technology being used either intentionally or unintentionally to communicate with entities that are either interdimensional, extra-dimensional, whatever you want to say, or from some other galaxy. And turning that thing loose to talk to those entities, which could be millions, if not billions of years ahead of us, technologically, maybe intellectually, probably not emotionally, but to communicate with those things and to maybe develop a relationship with them and start saying things about us that don't seem so nice. And you know, those things said in the context of a couple of world wars, a couple of major world events that have had very bad outcomes for certain groups of people, those entities might begin to form a very negative opinion of humankind. And they might just decide that the world would be better off without humankind and with AI. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.